And a very good evening to everybody. A uh, very warm welcome to another one of our nights uh, based on aspects of spiritualism. And this is to bring about a more encompassing view of spiritualism that goes beyond the message, uh, brings in our culture, brings in our philosophies, our understandings. This week, very honoured to have a very wonderful guest with us from Canada, Mr. Brian Robertson. Brian, a very good evening to you, sir. And good evening to you. It's uh, I, I'm pleased to be here. Thank you very much for asking me. No, absolute pleasure, sir. Our pleasure. Um, Brian is the president of the InnerQuest Foundation, and is also a minister at the Open Door Sanctuary over in Canada. There, if you go on the InnerQuest uh, website, on just Google it and have a look at the wonderful courses they run and it's quite fitting actually because the inspiration behind tonight is about community and i mean it's a very easy word just to say or oh, community that's it it's just exploring that the spiritual aspects of the different communities that we build and how they interact and not only with us here in the physical plane but also those effects within our own spiritual communities and how they join and mesh together. Brian, you've, you've got some wonderful communities going on. I'm always, I love watching your posts on Facebooks where you go out in these walks and to us it's just amazing uh, countryside and seascapes. But you, you've got so many other things going on there as well. I often see you have the um, like a fate day where you have the produce from the garden. And yeah. yeah, it's absolutely, you know, you really have built this strong community of people coming together. And how does that just come around organically or is it was it a goal set out? It, well, it was work. At the end of the day, it was work. Um, you know, the organization is now 170 years old. It's an amalgamation of, of three spiritualist churches that were in Victoria. And um, when I entered, well, my teacher actually would not allow me to enter for a number of years. Uh, and she was one of the founders of, of the amalgamation. Um, and um, when I entered, uh, by the by, the time I I was going there, it was basically on its knees. Uh, the building was in in poor repair, and um, and the congregation was getting older. And I just had this overwhelming sense that I needed to serve it. So actually, uh, for many years, I worked behind the scenes. I I'm, uh, people may not realize. Uh, but I actually grew up as a very shy person. So I had no interest in the platform. I had no interest in speaking. I had no interest in, te in teaching, but I, I, I was brought up uh, community-minded and service from my family. So I was in there like a dirty shirt doing what I could do. And there came a time where um, literally the congregation, because you couldn't walk up the uh, stairs, it was vandalized. It was it was vandalized by other religions um, constantly uh, for a number of years that frightened people away, um, especially because there was a whole thing about uh, devil worship in Victoria, and we were the devil church, so that's how bad it was. Anyways, uh, so actually when I was voted in president because no one else wanted to do it, um, or, um, by the time everybody left or died, I actually had to learn how to get on the platform and speak. And um, I started with, in that transition, with two people. And I spoke to two people. I had already been in development since a young teen. Um, so I was already working in a different area of what they consider mediumship. Uh, which is no longer taught anymore. Um, so I had already done that, but speaking was another matter. And so there was a gentleman by the name of George who would come in every week. And then there was a lovely lady who was still with us, Anne, who is like was an amazing sidekick. Um, and they would show up, we'd open the doors, and uh, I would speak to one person or two people. 
And then I'd have to give a message. So George would not leave without a message. But he didn't care if it was the spirit world. He just said, you know, you got to practice this. we got to get more people in the door. And from that, we just started building and building and building and uh, started introducing a number of things because everybody needs to belong. And we see that now uh, just with studies, if you like, where as communities are dying, mental health crises is rising. And this is around the Western world. So whether it was a club of any type or religion or philosophy, we realized that the importance of that uh, on a psychological or mental level is huge. And yet everybody wants to be themselves, if you like. Yeah. And it doesn't quite work that way. So for me, community is everything. And, and when somebody walks through the door, they're our guest. And as a guest, we do our very best to treat them that way. And from that, we have a very strong uh, group of individuals who are my spiritual family. And, uh, uh, and we get things done because uh, we have the love of the spirit and the love of our philosophy and the love of our understanding. Indeed. Uh, and I find the one... No, no, no. I find that aspect very important here as well at Paul Church because I always say, you know, each and every one of us, we're a different person to other people. We're a father, brother, sister, mother, whatever. So we interact. But that time when we want to be us, the yeah. spiritual us, yeah. and relate and interact, it's so important. Uh, as you say, everybody that walks through the door is a guest and is treated as such. And to be able to relate to people on that as the spiritual me being there yes. is so, so, so important. And it does build a very, very strong bond. It really does, because we, we can actually be us, you know, yeah. sort of being that whoever to whoever. We're just us in this moment and celebrating this understanding and this exploring our spirituality. Absolutely. I think that's really, really important because in that, uh, the, you know, the, as I say, the creator is wise, the creator created you and you're perfect in the way you need to be and imperfect in the way, all the ways you try not to be you. And, and uh, uh, one of the things about our tradition and what uh, I think people, and I say this quite a bit, I've said it for many, many years, is that I, what I, I see is people sort of look at the afterlife and that communication as that's it without realizing that the communication is actually trying to point us to that this life is important to live and to live who you are. And whatever that nature that the creator has bestowed, th that perfection that you are with the talents that you are, you have an, a great ability of service. And really, if you look at spiritualism historically um, and that whole movement of that era, it's all about service and it's about value because no one is forsaken. Everybody sur survives. So if everybody survives, start being you and a spiritual community as you say has the power to do that for us if we allow ourselves to heal and i say if we allow ourselves to heal because he it's a healing journey and 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 it's a healing journey that i believe our our philosophy offers and has always offered and it's staring us in the face you see Indeed, indeed. And the healing aspect is paramount. Absolutely. Eight out of ten people who walk through a church or a centre or a sanctuary's door for the first time are there because they've experienced grief, they're at a time of life where nothing's making and they're searching for those answers and receiving those answers or guidance towards those answers yeah. is that healing journey. You know, yeah. we... <clears throat> We tend to put healing down as, oh, here's the healing part of the service, and we're going to give healing here, and that's it. But it's not. It's the whole continuum from the second you walk in to carrying on when you go home, because it's understanding and coming together and being yourself. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when we, the, I mean, we, we, we took the pattern of, of the open door uh, some years ago to uh, most, uh, if, for those who don't know, I, I serve at the Arthur Finley College and we took the pattern of the of our service and we would announce on the divine service that we're now doing the open door service and healing starts the healing starts the healers are up front and and what 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 we always say is because we know this to be a truth uh in our understanding that the healers are the most powerful uh mediums that there are so they actually set the space they set the mood they set the welcoming to the divine, and if we're if we're actually uh, moving with that flow, then the inspiration of the voice is healing, and the mediumship is is the salve that heals a grieving heart, and and that's what it is, and it's all healing. And again, I, I'm for a good thirty years now of going over to your country and other countries that's that's the drum and and so and so after many years it's now been incorporated i believe the snu calls it the 202020 and that's of course from our sanctuary and there's a lot of things that we do but to understand that it's a healing journey i think we have the power within our philosophy to still um be relevant because really we are relevant we just oh. need people to wake up to that and their spirit is relevant incredibly so uh one of the beauties of uh spiritualism it's of today you know when we we do have a vast public perception it's all about somebody standing up and saying i've got your mother here but right. it's not it's so much more you know, that's just scraping the surface. It's all about, we're dealing with intelligence. Yes. And it's proving now at this time where a year ago, if people had said, oh, you're going to be doing all this stuff online, nobody nobody would have volunteered to do it. No, right. yeah, well, I'm not doing that. Oh, no, no, that won't work. But here we are. We had no choice. And Spirit, did they let us down? No, because no. it's intelligence they match us for everything we put in that's right that's absolutely right and and we've got to stop uh acting as if a lobotomy is going on you know uh we really it is intelligence you know just because i'm 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 uh for those who again don't know me i'm a history buff about spiritualism we've got a quite a library at, at the sanctuary that we, we fundraised and uh, created uh, over the years. Um, and how we did that was to sell books. We got one of the members, the congregants, gave us uh, 750 pounds to go buy books so we could resell books. And from that, we've got a library of approximately 38,000 uh, pounds of, of spiritualist library. Because what, had, what happened when I got there is unfortunately people were stealing the, the the books and reselling them so uh, uh so we had to rebuild the library and of course that was some years ago but and so we've rebuilt it and and so we've got some wonderful material um and you know we were at the fore of the environmental movement you know uh, our children in manchester and i called them our children because they were spiritualist lyceums uh, they marched over over uh, pollution to do with the industrial revolution. You know, we from our uh, communities came a thing that we are now sitting in front of a screen that was uh, came from uh, well, besides a cathode ray tube uh, 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 that led into connection to this. Uh, we have Logie Bear who helped create the first television and really headed towards what we are sitting in front of now. So we are a part of this history and we're also a part of history on a philosophical level and we are still moving and there are still people looking uh, towards us. And I say this quite often at the moment is we're not at the table of the consciousness movement anymore because we treat 
our knowledge and the spirit world uh, without intelligence. And yet, if you look historically, we attracted everybody because everybody belonged. So it didn't, we weren't, there was no, there was a thing called equality. So whoever you were, you were a part of a community that had the ability to offer something of value, right? It, whether you were a scientist, an educator, or somebody who was a builder, a fixer, a plumber, a cleaner, or whatever, right? Whatever that talent was that you had a passion for creates a healthy community. No one is higher than, no one is lower than, everyone is equal to God, period. And that's how we how we create the community. And that's how we work the community. Yeah, yeah. And what a, what a template. If you could apply that to the entire world, what a template. Somebody once said um, their vision of heaven is very similar to earth only we had adhered to the words of the great philosophers and taken those to heart and acted accordingly and i thought how beautiful is that yeah. really yeah. lovely <clears throat> but this um community aspect i mean it's is so many layers to it as well isn't there because we find friendships yep like any family sometimes we have a little bit of discord as well but when we approach it in that spiritual vein, you know, the discord sort of fall away. We, we tend to debate rather than argue in the main. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, in our community, you know, people uh, forged friendships and forged, uh, forged unity and coming together as a community. It's uh, one of our uh, drum beats, especially, uh, uh, is unity and community. We've used that for a lot of years. And so no matter what, you know, we try and keep the space so people can heal. And sometimes people project somebody at the, at the, in the community, like it was their mother or father or brother or sister or their ex. And they got to deal with that. We let them deal with that. We don't interfere with that. It's between whoever that discord and usually uh, all being well, there ends up as a peace, but Really, it's that it's it's that coming together that is important uh, overall. The sort of little bits of personality that really we individuals need to heal, um, and so from that, I, uh, I I from strength to strength to strength, we we have gone uh, within that um, sort of uh, mandate, if you like, if you want to use that word. And our community is one that that I I have to say even if they they their acquaintances in the community don't really know if there is a call out somebody shows up and it's usually more than one no matter what it is right no matter what you know there's always going to be um, we we have projects like many hands so many hands is where twice a year everybody who can uh, comes out and we we uh, clean and we fix everything in the center from top to bottom and and so uh, some of the people will make the food or bake the cakes or make the cookies or make the tea or whatever it is and then everybody fixes paints and, and gardens and all those type of things. So we come together twice a year for that. As you mentioned, we um, the motive behind the garden is I had uh, I had a feeling that there were certain people knowing their personalities, they needed something to do. And so uh, we happened to know this, have this space of, of, of land that we know we could use. And so we created the community garden, uh, not only for well-being for those who are passionate about gardening and could, um, but it also ended up that we had our Canada Day picnic at a distance there. And we had other things because we also celebrate together. We laugh and we cry together. We come together. And so... So uh, all those type of things that we we do um, as community and as the committee, uh, although we haven't done it for a couple of years because of uh, circumstance, 
But twice a year, the committee actually uh, creates a, a meal of gratitude for everybody. So we have a pancake breakfast um, and with eggs and bacon and everything. And, and that's really also for the, for the community to welcome their families in. And so it's a drop in. And, and so it goes for a few hours and pancakes and eggs and bacon and all those things are made and coffee and conversation of gratitude. And then there's a community gathering um, of gratitude where the committee does a special meal for whoever's in the community at the time. And again, it's, 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 uh, I, I, I believe very strongly uh, uh, doing my best to lead by example. And so I, 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 um, these people work very, very hard and, and, uh, they they give so much to strangers that that uh, and I think gratitude and recognition goes a long way. So every Sunday, every Sunday, you we have a list. Uh, we have the announcements and we have a list of gratitude. So if Lawrence happened to actually do the toilets, uh, do do the. We thank everybody from gardening to lights to welcoming to coffees to teas to everything that some people think are mundane, but without that, there is no door open. There is no door open. And and so every week, everybody gets acknowledged. And I, I incorporated that in probably 40 years ago. Uh, not quite 40 years, but close. Why is because I think sometimes everybody and nowadays everybody's promoting, oh, yeah, I can see a, a, a blue aura around you. You're going on the platform in two weeks, right? Yeah. And, and you're going to be a star. And really the stars of the show are the people who show up and turn on the lights and clean and, and make sure that you are comfortable, safe, and warm. And, and – um, and those are the stars because without them, no one's on that platform. And that's the attitude at, at the, in the community. That's the attitude. They are the powerhouse, not the person on the platform. And people don't realize that it, it's a team effort. It's a community effort, right? Yeah, no, I agree wholeheartedly there. On our last stream service, although... I can sound a bit gruff, but I'm not gruff. <laughs> I, I did get all the volunteers who have come up and stand on camera. Well and, done. And you. said exactly that. You know, these are the people that make it work. People keep saying, oh, Lawrence, you're doing so well. I'm not. It's these people. And especially in this day and age uh, where volunteers are asking people personal details, giving them the run through on uh the toilet regulations where to sit um just doing an amazing job and it is exactly what you say without these people none no church no center yeah. no sanctuary would ever operate because it's yeah. not a case of walk in open the door and off you go that's right i mean we've got we've got uh, you know uh, when we were allowed to have a few people and uh, the uh, decision was made that it'd be individuals who could come who couldn't do what we're doing right now because of their age. We have a wonderful gentleman in his mid-90s, and uh, so he, he gets brought to the center, and, and people like him, and temperature is taken, all the protocols are done, all those things, and there's three to five people, you know, there's, there's this one beautiful lady, uh, and I, uh, Linda, who is in that kitchen every week, even, even, um, during this time, she makes sure that, that people uh, like him have their tea and their biscuits and all those things and a bit of conversation to make sure that they're all right, because they're isolated. Yeah, They're isolated. So the, for some of them, it's once a week that they actually have human contact, right? And uh, so, I, I they're amazing people, and and uh, I get to sit in front of a screen at home like this and yak at them for our our weekly services, right? That's for the community, and uh, so I'm the lucky one. Yeah, no, it it is, and it can't be stressed enough. This 
community energy that will come in and start to naturally evolve around any spiritual group because I, I, I see some groups they meet up do what they do go away but i yeah. see other groups they meet up and it evolves and it grows yeah. and that is uh, to me opening yourself up to that spirit energy welcoming in spirit something we often uh, neglect to do is invite the spirit in absolutely and i and i i like how you said that because that's how our attitude we we need to invite the spirit in we need to invite the creator in and, and i think sometimes we forget that uh, especially within the movement if i'm honest you know yeah, yeah so. right. i'm guilty when i first start when we first started doing the streaming here from paul church it kept going horribly wrong and all right with new systems yes you will expect a few hiccups but this was just silly silly stuff going on i knew i turned it on and it was off and i went do you know what i've not invited in the most important people and i sat and yeah talked yeah and from then on it all worked i was like sorry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lesson learned yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we need we all we all tend to forget certain things but thank god they're loving me eh? oh yeah <laughs> and very forgiving yeah absolutely. Absolutely. So, so going forward i'm i'm not sure over in the uk at the moment we are in uh our second lockdown yes so meetings etc we're coming out of that next wednesday uh, it will place restrictions. Fortunately, in the new tiers announced for the UK, the churches can stay open in all three. Um, the limitations are obviously the socialising side. So we, we've got the church set out in 24 chairs. Uh, people can attend. You can talk to each other from the distance, yeah. but you know we can't just bundle all together, especially indoors. What's happening out in uh, Canada, if I may ask? Well, where we are, we, we're actually in our first real lockdown um, for, for where we are. Uh, the other areas of Canada, they've been, uh, depending on who's leading the province, uh, uh, there's argument there if they're locked down or not. Wow. We are in lockdown, so this is the first time that we've really closed. Uh, for for that we we minimized we did close at the start because we didn't know what to do like everybody else and then we reopened as quickly as possible for the numbers that we were allowed because we're a small place we've only got a very small place you know uh, it only holds a hundred uh, um, uh, but when you balance it uh, when you spread it out of course that's mm. you know and so uh and then our priorities so we're we're locked down until december the 4th and then um and we do a huge um huge uh traditional over here in the traditional open door uh which we resurrected many years ago or i re helped resurrect many years ago the winter light so we do the winter light and uh which celebration and so everybody's hoping that we'll have some sort of winter light but again we won't be able to do our community numbers so uh so we're just trying to figure out that but uh, mm. the sooner we get uh, the people who don't have availability and need availability or in community we'll get them in as quickly as possible wonderful wonderful Yes, uh, this time of year, here at Poole, we had a long history of various events, and especially around the Christmas time. Yeah. These are going to, uh, in the main, go online. We will do a couple of special services in-house. But again, we've gone from 145 seats to 24. Wow. Space. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but this community side, I mean, is spreading because we look now at the online community that we're all building. And I'm just, tonight, for example, we've got Lady On from Philadelphia, uh, lovely Jack On from Denmark, people from up and down the country, somebody from Spain. Let me scroll through. 
somebody else from Denmark. And you know, this is amazing that we're building up this online community, this get it coming together and just sharing that one commonality of the spiritual side of us. It's fantastic. Uh, it is. It's, it's absolutely amazing. But it, you look into the future now and thinking, what's it going to be like? Right. What, what are we going to be able to do? Well, uh, this, sorry, Karen. No, I was just going to say this is a whole thing. I think it, I think it. To this is may sound strange for some people, but it came, it came at, at the best of time for our, uh, for for our tradition because it's it's heavy laden um, with with the perception of mediumship and uh, without realizing that the tradition uh, changed the world. Um, you know, it literally changed the world. Uh, and, and I think personally, I believe the misinterpretation was that it was going to be a world religion. I could, uh, I've never ever believed that my teacher never believed that, um, what they believed is that we would change the world, right. Through understanding that no one was forsaken, that encouraging people to be the beauty that they are. And, and at a time where people are witnessing uh, what they believe mediumship to be, it's gotten to a point where where um, we're not really seeing uh, uh, the fullness of mediumship. Now, this historically has happened throughout its modern history, anyways, but not to this degree. And so, um, because of what I do, uh, I'm involved with individuals uh, within consciousness studies with with that type of thing I've got another life uh, with that aspect because I'm I am passionate about getting us back to the table I have for a number of years but I have individuals within that who study parapsychology that uh, work in that area about consciousness is consciousness outside of the brain or is it the hard question as they call it inside of the brain and when they go to spiritualist churches or demonstrations these individuals who have studied and researched and trained they will tell they will actually tell you that they're seeing less mediumship today than they did 20 years ago yeah yeah that they they see uh they see patterns uh patterns within somebody who may be actually very talented but because of the way they've been trained they're not even using their mediumship and that that is not a happy thought for me that is not something that i got in this for um you know you got to remember we we uh you know we uh we are responsible for even the transpersonal um a movement that that of psychology you know the first uh, psychologist father of psychology in in the united states studied mediumship was part of that whole movement uh and it was all about the spirit so to actually hear these individuals who walk in uh and observe uh around the world and say they're not they're seeing less mediumship than more is very disconcerting to me now other people will probably get a little irate by that statement and that's okay uh, um, but that's what i'm hearing and that's what i'm seeing and yet i know what we all have to offer is far greater and and so when i say it ha it's come at a better time it's through community that creates the presence of the spirit. Yep. It, yep. It's not the the uh, speaker uh, of the uh, of of the spirit. You know, I just presented a paper. Uh, Simon James and I just did a, a lecture recently about research to do with the genetic aspect of of mediums. Uh, where the seat of intuition, which was actually predicted in the 1960s before there was MRIs, right? And, and where the seat is and what they found within the brain function and the ability to disassociate the frontal lobes so we get information 
or allow energy to emanate, which talks about the healers. Now, this is a long conversation, so I'm shortening it. And so one of the things is, is here scientists are basically now through MRIs and through genetics have found that, which of course we've always taught, I was always taught that mediums and are born and not made, right? You either have us and, and now, now there is a genetic marker and there is an aspect of the brain that shows that if you like, simply put, you have uh, mediums have five to 10 times more strands in a brain function in a particular area of the brain that allows uh, everything from healing to happen to, to communication to happen, to inspiration to come, happen, right? And the ability to dissociate temporarily the frontal lobe. Right, and there's a whole big thing about that. So we pre we we presented that paper uh, through the research, and and why we why we Simon and I uh, picked that uh, topic is because we believe very strongly that that um, that we need to get back to that understanding of those who cultivate mediumship. First of all, do it through community. Secondly, their main function isn't the mediumship, but rather to be a part that moves consciousness forward, which is a community, yeah. which allows things like, as I said, Logie Bear. It allows uh, women to go, you know what? We need a voice. You know, they're celebrating... Um, What's her name? Uh, oh, darn. An American uh, lady, just, uh, they, they're celebrating it's her 100th year. Um, I can't believe I just forgot her name. <laughs> Anyways, she was, she was the main thrust of the women's movement and uh, women's rights and voting in the United States. And where she lived was in a spiritualist camp. All right. Right? Yeah. Where she, where she first got, where the women first got their uh, opportunity to speak was in spiritualist centers and spiritualist camps. That's a fact. And so that's amazing. And yet here we are in 2020 and around the world, there are countries that still don't allow their women to vote. There's still a lot of work to do. And it's our community coming together and raising our voices. It's our community understanding the power of the spirit. Thank you, Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Ah! Yeah, thank you very much. I was quickly trying to Google it on here and it's given me everything about the woman's movement except a name. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you, Celeste. <laughs> thank you, Celeste. Uh, thank you very much. Can't believe it. So I used to, you know, I used to lecture about that and a wonderful uh, um, congregant, Terry Wolgar, uh, has done a huge history on the women's movement and, and the tradition and uh, all those things, which is important for people to know, I believe. Very, very much so. We, I, I tend to find we as humans, we want this... Um, instant fix yes. you know there's a lot of talk about the 21st of december there's something going on astrologically uh, a lot of talk about the raising of the consciousness and it all all seems to be transcribed into it's just going to happen we're going to wake up tomorrow in a different world yeah but sadly not but it is through spiritualism and the communities that are built Yes. And allowed people to be them. They're not constrained by the color of your skin, your religion, yeah. your sexuality. You're you. That, exactly. I, I mean, this is the whole thing. I mean, the amount of times historically that that's been claimed um, and it's not happened is because it is it can only happen when we work on the beauty of our own nature and start being integral and honest and loving. You know, this is a this is a loving uh, philosophy. It's all about loving, and it's about 
understanding what loving really is, not loving because somebody uh, decided to tell you what your love is. It's about loving from that uh, nature and that beauty of who you are. And that's what uh, not only spiritualists, but uh, others who have engaged in the spiritual tradition, you know, and, and so it's, there's no magic pill or magic wand, you know, mm. my, um, I come from a very, I, I thought was normal family, but it's not normal at all. <laughs> because There's no such thing as normality anyways, but you know, my, my, my second father, I call him my second father because he is my second father. And, um, you know, he was one of the first people to actually do psychedelics, uh, um, through the government, you know, he was the one who turned on Timothy Leary. Um, he was the one who actually was with uh, the gentleman who, who wrote the book Plenier, Perennial Philosophy. And um, he was a, he started out as a school teacher in Aboriginal uh, uh, schools and became a minister. And uh, they picked him because they wanted somebody to take uh, mescaline and LSD and all those things so they could talk about God. That's what the scientists wanted, right? And so <laughs> it's true. I'll and, volunteer for that. <laughs> and uh, it's Saskatchewan, a province called Saskatchewan. And so he was, he was basically one of the first uh, in North America for these psychological or psychedelic tests. And... Um, uh, why I'm sharing this is because the psychedelic uh, movements, and, and he's 94 now, and uh, he's very, he's had a very rich and, thank God, very colorful life, which I, I've benefited from greatly. And, um, and he, um, we were talking about psychedelics again, because they're in. And, and he says, you know, the, the silly buggers, as he calls it, uh, are are looking for a shortcut key to spirituality. That's what, without realizing the danger, because it's not as if, because there is a danger to it, especially for people who are already sensitive because of the dissociative behavior, which, um, but, you know, because you, you go to a place and they claim they know how to mix ayahuasca and they don't, and, and it can create a frontal lobe damage, another story, but, Anyways, um, you know, and, and I, I, again, in his insight, realizing that there's no shortcut or magic wand to any form of spirituality, to that connection to your own spirit, to your own God, to your own community. It's work. It's honesty. It's integrity. I, I agree wholeheartedly. We're here on a journey to experience it. And it's not the destination. It's the journey that yeah. makes the destination. Definitely, definitely. Celeste here is very well read. So a little comment there. Victoria Woodhull was a spiritualist and first woman to run for president before it was legal to vote. That's correct. That's correct. And she actually also donated um, uh, her, uh, all her money or most of her money that start, helped start the Society of Psychical Research. So, and she was Vanderbilt's medium, so. And all these things we're talking about tonight, they've all got the, the common starting point, the, the community. Yes. Of wherever these people start, there was a community there in place. It's like the bedrock foundation of saying, right, here, we will support you. You be you, you know, yeah. celebrate what you are. We're not going to make you a medium or make you a healer. That's right. Be a good homemaker, be a good politician, be a good scientist, be whatever. Yeah, it, exactly. And, you know, it's wonderful Celeste is putting up things like that because it is important because it, hopefully it's empowering to people because these people were who they were. You know, um, Susan B. Anthony was not a medium, right? She was a spiritualist uh, and she was involved in spiritualism. And, uh, you know, and she realized that she couldn't, overly talk about spiritualism but of course lived in, in lilydale um because she needed women not to be afraid who were christian at a time we got to remember the historical context here but she wasn't a medium 
right? But she was a spiritualist doing her part in her talents, right? And I and one of the things is, is for instance, uh, you know, we have flower arranging at the sanctuary. We have flowers. Uh, we love flowers. We have a back garden that uh, um, is in decay at the moment, um, like everything else. Um, but you know, anybody can sign up to do flowers, and they get really hello, Celeste from Lilydale. Thank you for being here. Um, and you know, I, I, sometimes I walk in and they're just starting out, and and uh, and I go uh, hello, and and they're with somebody who's done flowers for a while, and they they're so worried that they're going to get it right, and and the folks who are doing flower arranging say everything's right. Just do what you feel to do, because it'll be a part of you. And before you know it, you know, um, they've mapped out their little territory of doing flowers you <laughs> yeah. know, on the calendar. This is what I'm going to do, because they're excited, because they're expressing and they're showing their talent. We do our very best to make sure that those type of things happen at the sanctuary. You know, um, any talent, we have art shows and we have community thing. We had, had a thing, we had music of the night. And so anybody who had a talent, and we call it music of a night, but any talent will do. And so pe people uh, would offer their talent and some were very uh, accomplished in their talent, others were not, it wasn't about a competition. And the community would bring their friends and family together and we'd sit and have a night of music, a night of uh, skits, a night of uh, um, things like that. And it was a pleasant night, but it was also a very joyous night because those people who were risking all to be in front of people and some of them never before, uh, Sean, in what they wanted to do, not Sean for ego, but just Sean for them. And we benefited. And those type of things I believe are still very important and very relevant. Extremely so. Uh, it was a bit frustrating. I'm not long, only about a year and a half, taken over the presidency of Paul Church. And one of the things I was very keen to get going was this community feel. We would have different events. We have a uh, monthly get together. Just, I didn't want to call it a coffee morning, but it was a morning where we had coffee. Sure. But anyway. <laughs> But it was bringing people together. They could talk and be themselves. We would have day trips. Uh, we would have coach trips out. We even went over to Guernsey on a day trip. Wonderful. I managed to, managed to bring them all back. I was well chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I was so pleased. But the energy that brought into the church was palpable. Yeah. yeah. really was. And it grew because it drew in others. It made, you know, people wanted to become part of that essence, part yeah. of that journey. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. If I could encourage people to recognize that the tradition's all about becoming whole, right? And the wholeness is also doing things like what you just mentioned, you know, and, and coming together, having coffee just for coffee's sake, you know, uh, having, uh, you know, at any time when, when there is no lockdown, um, we will have, somebody would be at the center and somebody walks in, the coffee's usually on, or if it isn't, it shortly gets on. And people come in and out during the day, you know, because somebody's there. You know, we have, I, I can't tell you how grateful I am <coughs> for the people that are part of that community because they have a way of embracing whoever it is. You know, we have people with, uh, disabilities. We sadly just lost a, a wonderful gentleman who used to come up for healing all the time and uh, come to the Canada Day water fight picnic and all those things. Um, <laughs> um, and we just lost, uh, he, he just went home. Um, he Down syndrome, you know, but no one, no one, there was no everybody, there was no discernment. It didn't matter. You know, it didn't matter. The only thing that we do not tolerate is bullying, aggression. Uh, you know, everybody can lose it. Everybody can get angry, and that's okay. That's okay because we're human beings. And that's, again, 
spiritualism, our tradition allows you, it's the only tradition that says you are loved. Yeah. No matter who you are, you are a human being. And in the wisdom of the creator, the creator created emotions. And that includes your fear, your anger, your anxiety, your expressions. If you get angry, own it. Just own it. Just be honest with it, right? And uh, then, then we move on, you know, because everybody, you know, uh, um, you know, my mom's in the, my mom internalizes, my dad explodes, you know. So <laughs> that's it. And the story, you know. So and they're all in their nineties. So you know. And the interesting thing as well is as as your spirituality grows and your awareness grows, when you do come up against the challenging times, you tend not to listen to the words. You're listening to the energy behind it and trying to get to that root cause and going, ah, okay, yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I understand that. Absolutely. And that's a big diffuser, a big diffuser, because we just go on words, we end up in the world that we've created today. Um, where it's just somebody says something, somebody says something in reaction. It's just sort of like, no, actually, you're not listening. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly. just being. <laughs> Got a couple of questions come sure. in. Uh, Mark Stone is Hi, Mark. asking about the research paper that you mentioned. It's not, it's not, it wasn't public. It was actually for. Um, individuals uh, within a research and development in looking at um, sort of everything from the medical aspect. And so we presented to them some professors and uh, people like that. So uh, we hope to actually redo it for anybody who might be interested in uh, that. And we hope people are, uh, especially if they're passionate about their pursuit of any talent that they have that a community or uh, the world can use. So uh, you have a customer already. <laughs> yeah, thank you for asking. Um, third Eye Connect, I'm quite sure who they are from Ricky. How would you suggest to start a spiritualist community without being in conflict with the existing ones? Um, hmm. Oh, I've never done that, so I don't know. Um, I've, uh, I, you know, um, I really don't have an answer for that. To be, and I'm just being honest with you. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I'm sorry, I can't even think. I think the thing is, is, is just be who you are. And I think, it, personally, I believe very strongly that it's important that we know what we're getting into. It's a lot of hard work. Uh, Lawrence will uh, attest to that. You know, um, you know, there's many hours that people don't see um, of, of working for my community and serving them as best I can, even when some people don't think, where is he? Anyways, uh, you know, because I'm serving somebody else. I think you need to recognize that. Also, you need to ask the question, why do you want to do this? What is the integral answer? What is the, the inner, inner world answer of why you need to do this? You know, um, again, I come from a different world that way because I never expected it. I never, I never looked at being a medium. Mediumship, um, mediumship runs in my family, but nobody's a medium but my sister and I. And why I say that, because in tradition, you only called yourself a medium if you were working your mediumship. Uh, there was no such thing in tradition that you were a third generation medium unless your uh, generations above you actually were working mediums. So, but it, 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 it's a real good marketing sales plug, right? Uh, but I come from a um, mixed race. I come from a medium mystic tradition on both sides of the family. And um, um, and uh, because of uh, where my mother's side is, uh, uh, they work their talent in, in a certain way. Um, and, uh, and that was just that. So 
and we were always taught uh, to be close to the creator is to be close to yourself. And, and so you need to ask that question and you, and you need to know why you're really doing it. And you also need to recognize that if you decide to be, uh, to create a spiritualist organization, it's to know your history, to know what it's all about and to know, and this is from my teacher who I mentioned, Winnie, who was 104 in her teaching of mediumship and spiritualism is they were taught back in the uh, early 1900s that for every generation of spiritualists, they must move it forward. That they were not to hold on to what they believed to be true, but to recognize that truth changed. And uh, that's what she taught us all. So I have stood on the platform, for instance, and said, you know what, 20 years I believed this. I'm here to tell you we know better now. And that's a scary thing because all of a sudden uh, another fairy has just left the backyard, which my second father used to say to me, you can have as many fairies in the backyard as you want, as long as you know you put them there. And once you realize that you put them there, then you may be fortunate enough to find a real one. And so uh, not only knowing the history and that it was a progressive movement, it moved with the times that, uh, that are you willing to move with the times? Not how you want it to be, but rather how it needs to be. You know, if we as spiritualists can reclaim that, which, which again, uh, Winnie was a force to be reckoned with, you know, uh, I believe uh, that's how we create a healthy community, how we create a healthy spiritualist organization, all those things. Um, Winnie, you know, when I was taught as a teenager from her, you know, um, she was a trans medium. She was a physical medium. Physical mediumship was always in the daylight, never in the dark. She, she always said, never go into the dark with a physical medium because they're liars. And that's what we were taught. So we got to see things that I thought were normal. She had a talent which was called trans communication, or trans impersonation, pardon me. And what that is, is that, and I've witnessed it time and time again, here we have a lady from the north of England moving to Canada, sat in circle with, um, and was taught uh, in the same circle as, for those who may or may not know the name Gordon Higginson, Gordon Higginson's mother. So they were friends. So there's a connection that Simon and I have because of course Simon was taught, uh, his second teacher was Gordon Higginson. So the, how things work, eh? Anyways, um, so I would witness her walking into a room, there'd be a guest at the circle. And the guest, she wouldn't know from Adam, never met, never met. Um, and that from any nationality or culture, and here's a woman who only knows English. I saw her go into an altered state of consciousness and loved ones would come through. And those loved ones would come through and all of a sudden she'd be uh, speaking native. She'd be speaking French. She'd be speaking Chinese. Whoever the person was, if the presence of the spirit and, and the power was there and the energy was right, she, her, a loved one would come through. And they wouldn't discuss, oh, this is me. Do you remember me? No, you would get a voice change. You would get a, a language change and you would, it'd be conversations. Remember when we did this? Oh, I saw your father the other day. I was watching your father in a multitude of language, which this woman had no education for that. She worked for Lady Winche uh, Winchester, Winchester. Um, oh, darn. Um, the one who, uh, pottery, um, help me here. Pottery? Yeah, pottery, famous pottery company with a W. Anyway, Wedgwood. Wedgwood. She worked, <laughs> she worked for Lady Wedgwood, who she remembers well that she got her first banana from Lady Wedgwood. But anyways, that's another story. So here's this lady with very little education espousing this. 
I walked out of there many years later, believing that every trans medium could do that. Because I had never seen anything else. And uh, boy, was I surprised. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> this, this time um, is presenting such a seismic shift in uh, so many aspects of our life but especially tonight we're talking about the spiritualist and spiritualism side of it yeah and we are you know we're learning to let go of the barriers that we all put up you know we we would ask something we'd ask something banal and stupid and it didn't happen just lose faith in it because spirit aren't there to you know they're not a genie to rub a magic lamp and get what you wish for but when you start working with spirit earnestly and from the heart yeah there there are no limits there you go yeah there are no limits and that's something i think that uh, we're being presented at this time those that have a mind to are going to explore that and yeah not, like we say an ongoing uh religion understanding way of life whatever the terminology Absolutely. What we've done in, in that aspect of the training is, uh, I mean, I was basically there uh, when the mechanics started. And, and um, some of you uh, who, who I think know me out, out there know that my saying is uh, mechanics to meaning, right? And, and uh, the mechanics was there just as a prompt. You should only be using the mechanics of mediumship at the very beginning. But what we see is a whole big pattern, and, and we've, we've actually taught now the audience to say this is mediumship. And from that, then we've re-enhanced our mechanics and, and the mechanics. But you and I are different. Everybody here is different. So the information and the communication ought to be different. And the mechanics is only there for a prompt. I can't emphasize that enough. And, um, and, and, but our eagerness um can override our talent and if our eagerness overrides our talent we rely on the mechanics so what we've taught is that a name a height a date etc is excellent mediumship if we're talking about that part of mediumship which of course uh i really just promote everyday mediumship always have always will and um um but in that aspect because uh, i also participate in creating mechanics that now I see people online actually training people that I can go that's so-and-so's that's Glenn Edwards that's that's because I can actually see where the root you know there was a gentleman who plagiarized um, and created CDs about five of us from Stansted Hall and has made a huge amount of money and uh, uh, and that's just the truth. I don't mind saying that because that's the truth. And and uh, we were going to take him to court, but the lawyer said it'd be just too much by the time. But it, for us, it was also the principle, but we couldn't afford it. And that's, that's a true mm -hmm. story. And I don't mind talking about those things because I don't believe dishonesty and lack of integrity goes hand in hand with spiritualism. Correct. And that's my thing and and some people uh, in your audience may disagree with me and that's okay but and so uh, we need to be integral and and so when we just focus on the mechanics of anything then we don't actually shine in the beauty of who we are as individuals and god only creates beauty and we need to get to our beauty remember our beauty because beauty can only see beauty you cannot see beauty in the outer world until you reawaken the beauty within, right? Yeah. And that is the creator's beauty. And, and you know, that's just how it is. And so, you know, we got to stop training the audience to say this is good mediumship. Oh, you know, I watched Simon James give a brilliant communication, absolutely stunning communication, emotional deep felt and i could i was watching the individual receiving it and i'm thinking they're not hearing and uh their 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 uh daughter was uh, crying her eyes out but they weren't hearing it 
You know, he came up and he said, I would have believed you if you would have got the middle name. Yeah. Right. Yep. And it's like, you, you didn't even sense the presence of the spirit there. The audience can't sense the presences of the spirit. We as spiritualists, whether we're mediums or not in the now very confined belief of what mediumship is, ought to be able to sense the presence when we are in the community. And our responsibility, I believe, when we come together as a community is to be responsible to surrender to the presence of the spirit. So this, so the spirit may shine while we are present together in community, not only for our community, but anyone who is also now a new guest. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. Brian, we could go on and on and on. <laughs> a wonderful mine of information. Lovely comment there from Mark. Mark's uh, a well-known local medium here, but Thanks. he has worked in many places and abroad, and he's, he is actually a lovely, lovely fella as well. Um, yeah, absolutely brilliant night tonight. Well, wonderful thanks. audience we've had on tonight from America, from across Europe and the UK. Uh, so your words have gone far and wide and will continue to do so. This is one of the beauties of these programs. They're going to be there for, well, as long as we got electricity, basically. <laughs> do things we need electricity in the internet. As long as they're there, we're fine. <laughs> But yeah, a lot of people have enjoyed it. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much well, uh, for you. joining us tonight. Well, thank you very much for having me and thank you all for showing up. And uh, everybody just keep well. Thank you, Kat Kathleen. Thank you all who was there. Um, be well, be safe, and please be kind. Wonderful. Just a very quick uh, reminder for everybody watching tonight. Tomorrow night we have a special online. We've got the team from the Harry Edwards Healing Sanctuary and they'll be giving a talk about their works and there'll be a healing meditation included as part of the program. So that's from seven o'clock tomorrow night. On Saturday night we have a talk from a gentleman called Barry Potter and he'll be talking about his mediumship development and his experience as a medium. And then on Sunday, live at three o'clock on Zoom, we have our Sunday Divine Service. Everybody is welcome. And we've got Tim and Jeanette Abbott will be taking that service live at three o'clock on Zoom. If you don't wish to join in on Zoom, absolutely fine. It will be streamed to view only on our Facebook page. So on behalf of everybody here tonight, Brian, thank you so much. An absolute wealth of uh, knowledge there and lesson. So many little parts you can just take away and go, oh, that's great. I love that. Absolutely wonderful. Thank been you. A, been a pleasure. Absolute thank pleasure. Thank you very much.